Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Amen and amen. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Come on, let's give it up for all the dads. So, so good. Well, again, we want to take this moment also to wish a happy Father's Day to every granddad, every dad, every stepdad, every uncle, every Nino who who fills the role of a father figure. We want to take a moment to honor you and thank you for being who you are. Our generation, our world needs you, especially during this time. We need our dads. How many know dads are important? Can I get a good amen? Dads are very important. And so we want to make sure we pray for our dads. Now pray on our dads. Come on now. Pray for our dads. We want to lift up our dads. We want to bless our dads. And uh, today, this Father's Day, let's make sure that we honor all the dads. The Bible makes it very clear. It says to honor our father and our mothers. And so it's biblical. The scripture says that we should honor our fathers. And so let's make sure that today we, you write a letter, you say some words. Don't just be like, well, I love you, dad. You know, even though, no, leave out the even those today. Okay. You just say, I love you, dad, because you're awesome. You're a provider. You're there. And uh, it is a blessing. So one more time, come on, give it up for all the dads. We love all the dads. Happy Father's Day to all the leaders, the dads that are here today. We want to honor you. But today I really want to talk to you a message about, um, to encourage our dads, but to all also to reflect upon how good our heavenly father is, how good our, 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 not just our earthly fathers, but our heavenly father is, and how we as, as men, we are portraying our heavenly father on earth, but also that we can all be encouraged on this Sunday, Father's Day, because we have a heavenly father who is there for us. And I want to talk to this. So if you grab your Bibles, I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read verse 5 and verse number 6. And uh, if you didn't get a message outlined, they're going to put it right there, a link on the, uh, the comment section on YouTube and Facebook, where you can click the link there, and it'll have the points to my message as well as the verses that we're going to be reading together. And uh, you can be able to follow along with me, read those verses, and together we can jump inside of God's Word. And uh, But go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read verses 5 and 6, and I'm going to read out of the New Living uh, Translation. And uh, I'm excited to share this today, a message that I think will really bless us and encourage us, all of us, dads, or or even if, if you're not a dad, um, you know, uh, it's going to be a message that I believe will help us all reflect on the goodness of our Heavenly Father. Ephesians chapter 4, 5 and 6, New Living Translation. Here's what the Bible says. The scripture says um, here, I'll read it for you. It says, there is one Lord. How many Lords? One Lord. It says, one faith and one baptism. And it says, there is one God and a Father of all. What is God? He is our Father, the Bible says, who is over all, in all, and living through all. I want to draw your attention that the scriptures are teaching us that God is our Father. And I really want to emphasize this because when Jesus came, listen to me now, when Jesus came, he came to reveal to us the greatest name that God, one of the greatest names God has that allows us to have a relationship with him, and that name is Father, is that every single one of us can call upon our heavenly Father, that he's not just a distant God, but he's a relational God who wants to father you and I, and also many of us men who are fathers, we need to know that I want to portray my heavenly father on earth. I want to be able to say, I want the heavenly father to be in me and to guide and to be able to help me to love people. So today, I really want to talk about 
the Father's heart and a message I've entitled The Father's Heart. Someone say The Father's Heart. We're going to talk about the Father's heart for us and how we as fathers that are in this place, how we should have the heart of the Father towards our children so that we can have the Father's heart. Let's pray together. Bow your head. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Come on, just bow your head with me. We thank you first and foremost because you are our Heavenly Father. We take this moment to acknowledge the goodness of God in our hearts and in our lives. And we ask you, God, to speak to us. We ask you to encourage us. And I just take a moment here in the beginning of this message, Lord, to pray for every father. The struggle that they go through, the battle that they have, God, the, the, the things that they're, 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 they're facing, I pray that you give them strength today. The attacks of the enemy that are trying to come upon their lives, God, I pray you speak to them today and that they would have the heart of our Heavenly Father. I know every man wants to do his best. Every man deep down inside is made in the image of God and he carries the title of Father. And I pray today that you would help us to be that, that Father that portrays the Heavenly Father. Give us the Father's heart. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody says, Amen. Come on, tell, tell someone, tell, tell somebody God is a good Father. Come on, tell them, say, God is a good Father. And then if you're sitting next to your dad, I want you to say, and you're a good dad to your dad. Come on, tell your dad you're a good dad. You ain't lying, you're telling the truth. Come on, he's a good dad in Jesus' name. We love dads. But to start up my message, I felt I would do... Um, some dad jokes, and then, come on now, what's Father's Day without some dad jokes, you know? And uh, I, got, I finally got some people in the pew, so it won't be crickets after I tell the joke. I don't know if it's, you're laughing or not, but well, there's like a few leaders here, so I'm like, was that funny or not? I don't know. But here's some dad jokes, some of my favorites here, so it's Father's Day. So bear with me, I, I, I gotta do it, it's in me. Did you, here's, here's my first one, okay, a couple of fun ones. Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? Great food, no atmosphere. I know. That's a good one, huh? You could use it. Go ahead, use it today. Did you hear about the fake noodle? It was an impasta. Get it? That was, was, okay. Okay. (laughs) You want to hear a joke about construction? I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. (laughs) Okay. Some more? I'll keep going. I'll keep going. I'm having a good time here. Do you know why the bicycle couldn't stand up by itself? Because it was too tired. Too tired. <laughs> okay, just a couple more. <laughs> You're like, stop already. Okay, I thought about going on an all almond diet, but that was just nuts. <laughs> okay, here's my last one, and this is one of my favorites. Did you know my chiropractor is a comedian? He cracks me up, man. He just cracks. Get it? Come on, give it up for the dad jokes. Thank God for all the dads. You like that one there? That's right. We love all of our dads. Well, hey, enough of the dad jokes. Let me get into the word of God. Let me start just by saying this. I want to start with Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. Then I'm going to jump into the context. Let's all read this scripture here together. Exodus 20, 12, speaking about dads. I know our dads are unique. I know our dads, every dad might have a few things, but we praise God for our dads. It is a tough role. That's why so many people run from it. But if your dad is, is, is in your life, doesn't matter what condition, but he's in your life, he, does, he, re, he requires, the Bible tells us that we are to give him honor. Exodus 20, 12, the scripture says this, says, honor your father and your mother. Now, I want, I want you to read the second part because many people forget the second part. It says that your days may be long upon the land, which the Lord your God is giving you. This is the only commandment that has a promise behind it. The Bible says that when we honor our parents, 
that the scripture says that you're going to have two things. If you're taking notes, write this down. When you honor your father and your mother, the Bible says it's going to go well in your life. And two, you're going to have a long life. I don't know about you, but I want, to, I want my life to go well. And I want to have a long life that is healthy, that I can live here on earth. This is a promise of God. And I just want to speak really quickly. Dads, you, you, know, you, can, you, know, you could just tune out here for a second. But let me speak to everyone that has a dad is the Bible says we're to honor. I know many people say, well, my, my father may not be honorable or maybe have a hurt in the past. The scripture didn't say if they're honorable, honor. The scripture says to honor your father and your mother. What, is that? what does honor look like? And really quick, here's what honor looks like. Write these two words down, thank you. Thank you, just write that down. It looks like thanking. Now, I know that we tend oftentimes to maybe look towards something, and I, I always have to say this because it bears repeatance, but it's funny how in our generation, when it's Mother's Day, it's like, Mother's Day, Father's Day, I don't know. No, no, we need dads, and if there's a dad that is in your life, honor that man of God, build up that man of God, respect that man of God, begin to use your prayers to call out the things that God, find something, get creative, come on, somebody, do whatever you gotta do, but let's make sure that we honor. Can I get a good Amen. Because a role of a father is critical. Listen to me now. The role of a father is critical to our generation. Now, I don't need to convince you, but I'll say it is there is an attack on fatherhood. There is an attack on fatherhood. The enemy wants to attack fathers to break down the covering of a home. But God wants us to know is that he wants us to protect the fathers and to pray for the fathers. Now, in the verses that I just read, let me, let me just break this down here. In the verse I just read, the scripture teaches us that the world is under the covering of our heavenly father. And then God, of course, puts the father in the family, which the father is the covering of the home. But the Bible tells us that everything is in, under the covering of of the Father. In Ephesians chapter 4, that verse that we just read in verse 5 and verse number 6, let's read this one more time, but here's what he says. He says, there is one Lord. He says, there is one faith. There is one baptism. And verse 6 says, there are, it says, there is one God. And watch this last sentence. The Father of, of who? Of all. Who is where? Over all and is living through all. So the Bible reveals to us that the earth is under the covering of our heavenly father. Now, why is this important? Now, what Paul was writing here to the church of Ephesus, the, the, the church of Ephesus was living in a Roman empire time where it was very polytheistic. So they believed in all kinds of crazy gods. There was a love God and a war God and a, and a, and a, and a fruit God, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And so Paul was saying, we don't serve a polytheistic view of the Bible, we have a monotheistic. In other words, there's only one God. And this one God is not just above all. This one God isn't only in charge. He's not just the, you know, uh, the sovereign God. He says this one God, he is our father. And why is this so powerful? Is because we are invited into a relationship with our heavenly father. That the fatherhood of God is how he raises us. And it's powerful because then what God does is he he dispenses this fatherhood to local fathers in homes. And we as fathers, we portray the heavenly father to planet earth. Now, 
if you're sitting here, you're going, well, I don't have a father in my life. Don't be discouraged because you have a heavenly father. If you're sitting here and you are a father, here's the good news. If you're like, pastor, I don't know how to father. Good news. You have a heavenly father who is above all, over all, and in all. That every single one of us in this place, every single one of us watching right now, we have the covering of our heavenly father. And we as men, we can become our heavenly father if we grab the father's heart. If we begin to say, God, you teach me how to father. God, you teach me how to operate and we can be the fathers God has called us to be. So what is it to have the father's heart? I got some points for you today. Write this down. I got six points today. I don't know what I was thinking, but let's just go for it, okay? Point number one, write this down. What is it to have the father's heart? Write this down. The father's heart is a faithful heart. Someone say faithful. Let me tell you why we can be encouraged. It's because the father is a faithful father. And we as earthly fathers need to also be faithful fathers. But let's read some verses here about our heavenly father and how faithful he is to us as children. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through verse 33. The Bible says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, about what you, about, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. He says, yet your heavenly father, what does he do? He feeds them. Are you not more valuable than those birds or than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? In other words, you can't get taller by worrying or you can't make your world bigger by worrying. Verse 20 says, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil or spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more clothe you? Tell it to somebody and say, how much more does God take care of you? Just say that. How much more? He says, oh, you of little faith, therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For all of these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father, there's our word again, knows that you need all of these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Here's why we should be encouraged. Number one is we have a heavenly Father that is a faith Father. We have a heavenly father who is going to be there for us. He'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. We have a faithful father that is in our lives. And why is God showing us that he's faithful? Is because, listen to me, earthly fathers, we too must be faithful. What makes a father powerful is a faithful man, a faithful person that is faithful to his family, faithful to the word, is faithful, watch this word, to prayer. In fact, why don't you write that down? Just write that down somewhere. Faithful to prayer. Faithful to prayer. Faithful to consider his family. Faithful to say, the father's heart is faithful to me. I want to be faithful as a father to my family. You see, faithfulness is one of the most important things. In my opinion, a faithful father is a father that touches the heart of his family. And, and I know as I say that right away as men, we start thinking about our, where we failed. But I want to tell you, faithfulness is not perfection. Faithfulness is being faithful to your calling. Faithfulness is getting right back up where you fell. Faithfulness is saying, if I messed up, I'm the first one to say sorry. Faithfulness is saying, I'm going to fight my way to get back into the, into, into the life of my kids, back into the life, into the heart of my family, because I'm a faithful father. A faithful father lays down his life. A faithful father puts his priorities in order. Why? 
Why? Because that's what our heavenly father did for us. He laid down his life for his children. And I'm about to get fired up because fathers, we need to be faithful. Can I get a good amen? We need to be faithful. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, let's read this verse. It says, and these things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, the Bible says, commit to what type of men? Faithful men. Someone say faithful men. It says, who will be able to teach this to others. Now, I just want to extract these two words, faithful men, because what Paul was telling Timothy, he was teaching him how to distinguish a man. He says, here's how you distinguish a man. He says, you distinguish a man by his faithfulness. And what distinguishes the God we serve is that he's a faithful father. And I believe that what will distinguish a father that has the heart of our heavenly father is a faithful father. Come on, dads. Let me hear someone say faithful father. Because faithfulness is important. And man, I just, I just want to encourage you because your faithfulness will be challenged in your lifetime. Why? Because every commitment you've made, the enemy wants to get you to go back on that. The enemy will challenge your faithfulness. But this quality is what's so important. Because if I don't have my faithfulness, it doesn't matter what else I have. It doesn't matter what business card I have, no matter how much money I have, no matter how, nothing, no matter what car I drive, no matter what house you live. Faithful Father. Our God is a faithful God, and we must be faithful men. Faithfulness is important. Some will say faithfulness. What is faithfulness? It's to be all in. It's to be 100% committed. There is no such thing as 99% faithfulness. Can I get an amen? Come on now. It's 100% that we're saying, I am faithful to my family. Number two, write this down. What else is it to have the heart of the father? Now again, why can we worship God this Sunday as our heavenly father? And how can we as fathers portray the heart of the father? Write this down, number two, because the father's heart is attentive. The father's heart is attentive. Did you know that God knows every detail of your life? Check out these verses, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 30. Many of you know this verse. If not, you won't come in into a great verse here. The scripture says this, and the very hairs of your head are all what? Numbered. I want you to notice that the Bible says God numbers the hairs on your head. He didn't say he counts them. He numbers them. That means God knows like that is hair number 10,437 that I left on my brush this morning. Come on now. Okay. For some of us, it's easier to count than others. You'll get that later. Come on now. All right. But, but God's like every hair is numbered. That's how detailed God is in our lives. That God, God numbered every one of your hairs. He numbered everything about your, your life. Our Heavenly Father knows every detail about your life. Now, let me encourage, like I said, this message is twofold. Those that maybe have a father, those that may not have a father in your life. If you don't have right now, if you say, well, my earthly father is not in my life. Let me encourage you. You have a heavenly father that knows the hairs on your head, that he knows your needs. He knows your desires. He knows your faults. He knows where you're hurting. And your heavenly father wants to father you. And the good news is to us earthly fathers that if you're like, I'm just trying to figure this out and I'll raise my hand. There are many days I'm like, I'm trying to figure this out. But I know that my heavenly father can teach me how to be an earthly father and that I can actually be like he is because a father must be attentive. Write that down. A father is attentive. So we must understand that as we operate, we are attentive to the things that are going on in our home. Now, what makes God the Father such a great Father that he's attentive? What will make an earthly father so powerful is that he is attentive. Now, maybe you were raised in a home where where your earthly father was always disconnected. Now, 
you know, this is a challenge for all of us men because you have to understand that as men, we tend to find our identity in our work. It's biblical because remember, when God grabbed Adam, he made Adam, he put him in the garden and he said, work the garden. He gave him a job before he gave him a a spouse. So for men, we tend to find our identity in our work. And if we're not careful, we will become workaholics and we lose attentiveness to our homes. I got quiet. I could feel it in Jesus' name. So what we need to do as men is be like our heavenly father and say, I want to pay close attention to my home. I want to pay close attention to my children. I want to pay close attention to my spouse. I want to pay close attention in prayer because my heavenly father is attentive. I'm going to be attentive. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I wasn't... I, I, I failed at this in my marriage because there was a season that I was working seven days a week. I was just going hard and I had to repent and, I, and ask my wife for forgiveness. I was working seven days a week. I was burning the candle on both, both ends. I was every day grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. And, and, and it took finally, you know, a man of God speaking into my life about the power of a Sabbath, the power of slowing down. And so we created in my family, we called it DDO, Dad's Day Off. And that's my kids, they look forward to dad's death. That's the day where I just unplug it, I shut it down, and I spend time with my kids. I let them choose what we're gonna eat, what we're gonna do, and hang out. But I had to get this right, and I wanna just speak right now to the fathers, is that we need to be very careful that we don't lose the attentiveness, the metaphorical temperature of our homes. That the heavenly father, what makes him perfect is he pays attention, that he knows the number of hairs on our head, that we should be the same, that we know the temperature of our home. Now, let me help some some moms. Don't get on your husband when he's attentive. Because you know how we are as guys. Where are you going? Who's going to be there? Let him be. No, no, we're not going to let him be. I'm the father. Come on, somebody. We need to recognize. You be attentive. You you heard me say this, but I'll say it. That that is not their phone. It's not iPhone. It's my phone. I pay the bills. Can I get a good amen? Come on now, right? I'm going to check that iPhone. I'm going to pay close attention to what's going on in the home. Is one of your children disconnecting? Go have ice cream with him. Pay close attention. Is, 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 there, is there a disconnect in your, in your family? Is everybody agitated? We need to know the temperature. We need to be thermometers uh, in our, I'm sorry, thermostats in our homes. Where we say, you know, a thermostat, when you set it, you say, don't let it get hotter than 76 degrees, but don't let it go under. We need to set the temperature because fathers are attentive. Can I get a good amen? Number three, write this down. What else do fathers do? What does our heavenly father do? Then let's talk about what earthly fathers do. Number three, the father's heart wants to give us his time. The perfect perfect father is our heavenly father, and he's teaching us how to be fathers, but also how to pray for our fathers. But the heavenly father, the father's heart wants to give you time. In John chapter four and verse number eight, watch what our heavenly father says. The Bible says, draw near to God, And what's the scripture say? And he will what? Draw near to you. So that means that our heavenly father literally says, if you come spend time with me, I want to spend time with you. So let me encourage somebody right now and and realize this, is that God the father will spend as much time as you want to spend with him. God the Father will spend as much time as you want to spend with him. God never says, okay, you're taking up my time. Get out of here, okay? Our heavenly Father, what makes him the perfect father is that he is always available for his children. 
Our Heavenly Father always picks up the phone when you call out to Him in prayer. Our Heavenly Father always draws near to you when, he, when, when you draw near to Him. Our Heavenly Father will give you not only some of His time, but He wants to spend eternity with us. How many say amen to that? He's a good God. He'll spend as much time. Why? Because He is a good Father. Do you know how, 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 how powerful that is? It's so powerful because the creator of, of heaven and earth is willing to spend time with us. Now, let me speak to us as earthly fathers. The greatest, one of the greatest gifts we can give to our children, come on, dads, isn't a cell phone, PlayStation 5, all the kids are like, yeah, no, give me that. No, um, isn't a car. The greatest gift we as dads can give to our children like our heavenly father gives us is our time, is our time. How do kids spell love? They spell it like this, T-I-M-E, <laughs> time. Why? Because it is impossible, listen to me please, it is impossible to build a relationship with someone by not spending time with them. There is no insta-fatherhood. There is no instant relationship. We must spend time. Reminds me of an old story of a, of a young kid who went to his father and says, dad, how much do you make per hour? And he's like, get out of here, kid. Things don't even tell your mother, you know? He says, dad, how much do you make per hour? Get out of here, kid. After this child, this child kept bugging his dad, you know, how much do you make per hour? How much do you make per hour? Finally, he says, all right, I make $20 an hour. He says, okay. Later on, the kid came back that day and he says, dad, I have $19.73. Can I have an hour of your time? Let's not be those dads. Let's make sure we spend time. People say, well, you know, it's, it's quality, not quantity. No, it's quantity sometimes too, okay? We need to, just like everything else, make sure we carve out the time. We carve out the time because our children, that's what they want. They want to talk with you. They want to hang with you. They, they want to be involved in our lives. What makes our heavenly father so awesome is that he wants to spend time with us. What's going to make us as fathers so awesome is because we actually want to spend time with our kids. We need to spend time with our kids. Can I get a good amen? Come on now. See, the time is what we do to be able to build that. Number four, write this down. What does our, father, our heavenly father give us and what earthly fathers should give is the father's heart wants to give you hope. Someone say hope. I want to read this verse here because a father is to give hope to the family, not hurt to the family, hope to the family. First Peter chapter one and verse three says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, the Bible says he has given us new birth into a what? A living hope. Someone say living hope. Notice that our heavenly father wants to give us a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ of the dead. You see, the Bible says that praise be to the God, our Father, who gives us great mercy and living hope. Say this with me. Say great mercy. Say living hope. So God the Father wants to give us hope. He wants to tell us that things are going to get better. He wants to tell us that things are, are going to become, you know, the promises of God. God gives us hope. He doesn't give us hopelessness. That's what makes our God so powerful is that every time we come to God in prayer, every time we come to our Heavenly Father, we can be rest assured that our Heavenly Father is going to put hope into our hearts. He's not going you know, to tell us about how terrible we are, how messed up we are, but our Heavenly Father is a perfect Father because the Bible says He wants to give us 
a living hope. Now, this is why what makes me as, as, as a child of God want to pray to my heavenly father is because I know that my heavenly father is not always a mad dad. Okay? So God is not a mad dad. So I know I can go to my heavenly father because I know my heavenly father is not mad at me. He's madly in love with me. And because of that, I can come to my heavenly father and know he's going to give me hope when I'm hurting. I can come to my heavenly father. He's going to give me great mercy when I've made my greatest mistakes. I know I can come to my heavenly father because he is a good father. Now, what is that? Why is that important? Because us who are earthly fathers, let us be the same. Let us have the father's heart and say, I'm, every time my child comes to me, I'm looking for a way to flip it into a living hope. Every time my child comes to me, I want him to bring me his greatest mistakes so that I can give him the greatest greatest mercy, and I can father him or her to be the greatest version that God created him to be. This is what's going to make us great fathers, and this is what's going to have the father's heart on planet earth. Someone shout great mercy, and someone say living hope. These are so powerful because what this allows us to do is to lead forward in the things that God has for our lives. Number five, write this down. I got to move quick here, is the father's heart. What is the father's heart? He expresses his love. We have a God in heaven, a perfect father, who will express his love to us. He will tell us. And I want to show you here in a very key verse where God the Father expressed his love to his son Jesus. In Matthew chapter six, uh, 3 and verse 16 and 17, watch what the scripture says here. This is the first time Jesus, let me give you some context. Jesus, for the first time, is about to start ministry. He's about to be baptized and he's about to start, so to speak, his career or his calling or step into his destiny. And I want you to see something that takes takes place from the father to his son. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at, the, at that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Watch verse 17. And a voice from heaven said, what did it say? Let's all read this together. This is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. I want you to see that the heavenly father, what makes our God so perfect is he doesn't make us have to earn his affirmation or approval, but he gives it to us before we do anything. Before Jesus did one miracle, before Jesus preached one sermon, before Jesus had one disciple, before Jesus resurrected, none of that had taken place, but the heavenly father models to us the perfect father and says, this is my son whom I love and who I am well pleased with. Father, Fathers, earthly fathers, listen to me. We got to have the father's heart. We need to do the same and we need to affirm our children. We need to uh, uh, affectionately tell our children how we love them. We need to use our words to build them up. This is what our, he our heavenly father did and we must do the same. Now, what makes this so beautiful is that the heavenly father didn't do this in secret. He did this in front of everybody. He openly affirmed his son, his child. Fathers, let's openly affirm our children. Because if we only openly correct them, but never openly affirm them, correction without affirmation leads to rebellion. I'll say it one more time. Correction without affirmation leads to rebellion. 
We need to openly as fathers do what our heavenly father does is say, this is my son. This is my daughter whom I love and I am well pleased. Well, I would if they got, if they finally started cleaning their room. No, no, no. Come on. We're going to build them up because that's what our heavenly father does for us. You see, the open affection of a father is critical to children. It is critical to their self-esteem. It is critical to their sexuality. It is critical to their success and their future. The open affection of a father who gives their child a hug, lets them sit on their lap, tells them how awesome they are, tells them that they're beautiful, tells them that they're strong, tells them that they're smart, then they don't go looking for that from Bozo the Clown, Joe Schmo from Kokomo, out, come on, talk to me. My daughter doesn't have to go looking for that in little Papi Chulo because she gets that from father at home. Come on, son. Somebody, I build her up and she has value built into her when she goes out into the world. Can I get a good amen? So we must, uh, we must make sure that we do this into our children. They need to hear you. Let me say this. Our children need to hear us that we're pleased with them. They need to hear, hear this. That's what makes our heavenly father so awesome. And that's going to make us as earthly fathers like our heavenly father is that we publicly Say, I'm pleased with you. I'm proud of you. You hug them and you love them. Now, in my life, my father was not in my life after I had turned 10. He succumbed to his strongholds and, and he wasn't in my life. And because that was lacking in my life, I tried to find that in other things. And it wasn't until I found that in my heavenly father that I finally recognize I don't need the affirmation of my friends to make me feel valuable. I don't need the affirmation of a relationship to make me feel valuable. The only thing I need the affirmation is of my heavenly father. I began to read the scriptures, hear the voice of God in prayer, and I realized that. So what did I do? I said, I want to be that same father like you, God. I want to have the father's heart. So guess what? I want to do that to my children. I want to affirm them, hold them, tell them that they're amazing. Tell them that they're powerful. Our children need to see the open affirmation and affection to develop them as dads. Can I get a good amen? Now, I'm going to say this real quick. And your dad needs open affirmation from their children. This is what's going to make your dad an awesome dad. I've never met a man who was motivated by negativity. All the guys better say amen right now. Help me out, okay? Never met a man. In fact, it's biblical. The Bible tells us, this says, wives, respect your husbands, okay? Isn't it funny that the scriptures uses respect, not love your husbands? Did you know that your husband, your, the father of your children, would rather be unloved than disrespected? He's not going to tell you that, but I'll tell you that for you. You have to understand how God hardwired men. They are not motivated by disrespect, in fact, the scripture says in 1 Peter 3 that a woman can change her husband without any words, but simply her conduct of honor. So what does that mean? That means that your husband reacts where he's respected. <laughs> you will not change him by disrespect. That's why he goes with the homies because they actually respect him. That's why he goes with his business partners because he's respected there. But if you would ever get a revelation to start respecting him in his home, if you ever get a revelation that, you know what, I'm going to find a way to honor him, I'm going to find a way to respect him, a man wants to be where he's respected. He ain't going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you how the Bible says it. It says, wives, respect your husband. Your husband also needs open affirmation because here's what he'll never tell you. There's a little boy in his heart too. There's a little boy in his heart. 
And oftentimes, most men have never been affirmed by someone they love. Most men go through life and they're told how they're, how they're messing up. Television shows show that fathers are not doing good. Movies always try to portray dads as being dumb, as not knowing how to manage finance, how to do this. Everywhere they go, dads are beat up. But if you ever start building up that dad at home, you ever start respecting that man, listen. Don't listen to me. Listen to the word of God. The Bible says what? Respect the man because he will thrive where he's respected. It's the way God made him. Let me get a better amen. Come on. All the guys saying amen. Let me get some ladies say amen. Come on, amen. This is scripture. You see, every man must do this. It is so powerful. It's one thing to say it privately, but it's another thing to say it publicly. It's to say, I honor you. And I, I, want, to, I want to challenge you, know, you to do the scripture. Respect. And watch what happens with the goodness of God. Number six, the father's heart. I'll wrap it up here. The father's heart is relational. What makes our heavenly father such an amazing father is that our heavenly father is a relational father. Listen to me. One of the greatest joys of our heavenly father is he loves fathering you. Your heavenly father likes fathering you. He likes fathering you. It's not a burden. God's not like, ugh, these children, okay? It's his joy. He created us. Our heavenly father welcomes you to come to him because he's a relational father. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through verse number 30. Watch what the scripture says. It says, then Jesus said, what did Jesus say? Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. He says, and I will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden I give you is light. To all of us in this place, what makes our heavenly father so perfect is he invites us to come to him. He says, come to me, come to me, come to me, come. He invites us into a relationship with the father. So that's why we worship our Heavenly Father. So we say, man, God, you invite me even at my worst. You invite me even when I can bring all my heavy burdens to you. So all of us, we're encouraged of our Heavenly Father because He invites us. So then how can we be awesome earthly fathers? Fathers, let's invite our children into relationship. Come with me. Come with me, all who are heavy burdened. And I, I, I'm going to give you rest. Let's invite our children into relationship. Come, come with me. Come, let's go. Let's go, you know, run an errand. Let's go, uh, you know, together get some ice cream. Let's go to the, to, the, uh, to the nursery where the plants are. That's why I take my daughter, you know. Let's, let's come on, come with me. Come do life with me. Come. Because this is how, what makes our, earth, our heavenly father so awesome. This is what will allow us to be powerful. You see, the greatest title... One of the greatest titles, let me say that better. One of the greatest titles a man, a male or a man can ever have is the word father. It's the greatest title. Because the word father carries with it relationship. If you have been blessed enough to have that title in your life, that's one of the greatest titles you ever have. Father is the greatest title. Because father invites relationship. In fact, for me, that's one of my greatest titles. And... You know, that word father, even in the, in the Bible, actually translates to daddy or dad. And I'm going to tell you right now, my, my, my daughter, when she says dad or father, that is relationship. 
I hold other titles, you know, Pastor Josiah or, you know, business and this manager and all the stuff that I do. But my daughter doesn't call me by that, okay? You know, there was a time we were trying to get my daughter to sleep in her own bed. And uh, she didn't want to sleep in her own bed. She was just about three years old, four years old. And um, it's getting late. I said, go to your own bed. She was crying. And my wife wanted to go get her. And I was like, honey, don't, no, no. She needs to sleep in her own bed. She was saying, mom. No, honey, stay strong. She needs to be in her own bed. I want my own bed. I don't want to sleep with, with, a, with a knee in my neck. Okay. And, you know, you're my wife. And if, you know, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, come on, you know, middle of the night, you know, talk to me, all right? I don't want no child all up in there. You know what I'm saying? So, hallelujah, you know. So we don't get that child to his own bed. So I was like, mom. And I'm like, honey, stay strong. Don't give in. We need to get through this. Okay? She's going to cry, but don't go over there. Mom, mom. But then she did something. These little kids are smart. Because I heard a silence, and then she flipped it. And she said, Dad? Oh, my God. She started calling my name. And I was like, man, I went over there. I grabbed her, picked her up, brought her to the bed. And I'm like, your mom is so mean. She don't want to get you. I mean, I love you, honey. I'm here to protect you. You know, Kali, your mom is sick of all somebody. You know? There's something powerful when a child says, Dad, Father. I want you to know she didn't call out to Pastor Josiah. Pastor Josiah. She didn't say that. When I pray for my kids, I don't pray for them as Pastor Josiah. No, I put on the highest calling on my life, Father. They said, Pastor Josiah, come to my room. No, she said, Dad. She didn't say, oh, business owner, real estate guy, come to my room. No, she said, Dad. That. I, need, I just want to put this in our hearts, number one, to know your heavenly father, and two, to know this about you as a father to your children. That is the most precious role, one of the most precious roles you will hold second to husband. Husband, we'll talk about that one later, but right now, dad. In fact, if I can go a little deeper on this, you're even called to father your, your, your wife, to be a covering over your wife. You know what? Yeah, let's go there. I got one minute left on the clock. Let me go there real quick. That is why the Bible says a father will, it says a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves to his wife. Notice the Bible never says a woman leaves. It says a father cleaves, a man. Why? Because a a woman is never supposed to be under, never supposed to leave the covering of a man. That's why in a marriage, one dad walks down the woman down the aisle, then the other man grabs her. What that signifies is from one covering to the next covering. What that father is saying, she has been under my covering for 35 years. <laughs> That's the job, right? So now I'm going to let her get married to you. Okay, maybe not 35, 20s. Or, okay. I'm going to let her get married. So I now give away my daughter. She's been in my covering. And now I'm giving her, she's now coming under your covering. And that man covers my daughter. A woman should never be undercover, not covered. So as men, we even are supposed to cover our spouses, our wives. That's why you call her baby. 
because you're, and that's why she calls you daddy. Anyway, come on, somebody. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, right? Because you're always her father. You're a covering to her. Okay, don't get weird. I'm saying you're her covering. All right. And that's, that's, they want to come up under that covering. Father is the greatest role, one of the greatest roles, next to husband. It's one of the greatest roles we'll ever have. And I want to put some value on that today. What makes our Heavenly Father so awesome is that He's a great Father. What's going to make you so awesome, man, is because you're going to be an amazing Father. Don't be discouraged because we have our Heavenly Father. You're watching this today. You've got your Heavenly Father in your life. You're watching this today. We can do that. Let's pray. Come on, let's all stand to our feet. Father, I thank you this morning. Come on, let's begin to pray. If you're sitting next to your dad, would you pray for your dad right now? Come on, give him a hug. It's okay, you can hug. You don't have to physical distance from your own family. So give your dad a hug. Come on, give him a hug. Come on, give him a hug. Come on, he's your dad. Come on, Father in heaven, just put your hand on his shoulder. Put your hand on, on his shoulder and just would you pray for him? Father, I thank you right now. We pray for all the dads right now. Come on, pray for your dads right now. Just hug him. Come on, put your arm around him and thank you, Lord. We pray for all the dads right now, Heavenly Father. We pray you strengthen them in this contest called life. I know every dad is fighting some type of demon. We all do, oh Lord Jesus. And matter of fact, we wish it was only one, but usually it's a plethora of demonic forces that are coming against our mind, our finances, our, our homes, our, 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 our heart. Father, we just pray right now for dads. Strengthen them, oh God. Oh, strengthen them, Father. We strengthen them. We call them blessed, Lord. We thank you. And God, I also pray for the heart of every father, Lord, that we would truly get the heart of the Heavenly Father. That every father would be challenged to exemplify the Heavenly Father on earth. God, give us your heart of the heart of the Heavenly Father. That we can portray that to our children, to our spouse, to the mother of our children. That we can show the world what a Heavenly Father looks like. That you've allowed us to carry that role. We carry it with honor. We carry it, Father, with, with value. We carry it, Lord, with responsibility. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bring healing to homes right now. Let today be a blessed day. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We also take this moment that all of those right now that maybe don't have their father in their life, good news, you have your Heavenly Father, so you are not alone. Stop saying, I don't have a father. You have your, I was fathered by my Heavenly Father. So I thank you, Lord, and you can be that. Break generational strongholds. We thank you, Lord, that we're gonna lift that up and we're gonna give you praise. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.